Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure down. Am I the prettiest? Sure down. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure down. Well, who am I? Sure down. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you? We're police officers. We're not trying to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyle. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch One on a week that was full of comic book media. <laughs> Very full. <laughs> I mean, everything out this week was comic books from Marvel and DC and TV and movies and everything all at once. Yeah. And yes. There was actually a lot of news, too. There was a lot mm-hmm. of like, casting news and trailer, TV trailers, and all. There's just a lot. Yeah. Which was. Kind of surprising for December. <laughs> well, what it is, they're trying to get it all out before everybody um, shuts down for the holidays. True, true, there is that. Which, speaking of which, Geeksters, um, we will, you will not find Geek Watch 1 on the feeds next week. We are yes. going to take Christmas vacation. We're, we're taking a Christmas break. We need one. Yes. But we will be back the week after that to discuss movies, 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 <laughs> movies, movies. A lot of uh, movies, apparently. Because yeah. this week, I mean, we're going to give you some this week. With um, Spider-Verse came out this week. We had... Um, the other Once, Once Upon a Deadpool, Deadpool came out this week. Next week we get Mary Poppins Returns, Blue or yeah, Blue Beetle. <laughs> we were just talking one about day. Blue Beetle. Yes. Um, uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. That's the one. Yes. And we one. get Aquaman, which I I saw Aquaman. We'll give you a little yes. bit of a tease of that Ken, today. Ken got a sneak peek. That's right. It was awesome. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. But other than that, what how are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We busy. We survived. We also arrived at Oddball last week, and yeah. um, and we've recovered pretty much. And it's been a decent week around here. I know we always talk about the weather, but really, weather-wise, it's been a pretty decent week. Yeah. <laughs> we actually it, we went from snow and everything. That now it's been in the like forties and fifties all Yeah, week. we're we're mid December and, and rain. We had rain yesterday. Yes. Um, as well as decent temperatures to not actually have to wear your heavy winter coat and your heavy boots and your gloves and your hats and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we're expecting any day now to get dumped with five feet of snow. Right. <laughs> because that's what Ohio does. It could be worse. We could be Buffalo. Yes, that's true. Well, <laughs> it would just be worse any time of year to be Buffalo. Well. Um, <laughs> having been to Buffalo many times, I get to say that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it could be even worse and we could be from Schenectady or Poughkeepsie. Uh. But <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there for you. <laughs> but aside from that, it's been pretty good. We've been, you know, finishing up the shopping since we're going out of town and we have to send some stuff away and... I actually just started my uh, Christmas baking today, and so we're going to see how that goes, because it's, it's the first year I've done keto Christmas stuff, so <laughs> I've been... Yeah, I've, but you've been baking keto stuff for yes, a long time, so you know how it works. I have been baking keto stuff for months. I've been, you know, doing cookies and cakes and stuff, so I'm, I'm giving... But I'm giving certain cookies 
a try that I usually have baked at Christmas, you know, full sugar and all that kind of stuff, but I found keto versions of them, so ah. we're going to see how they taste so you're gonna make, uh, in comparison. You're going to make very small recipes so that Kylie can try them out before everybody else gets <laughs> That's it. right. I actually, today, I, I've already made biscotti, and it, it turned out pretty decent. Pretty, yes. Pretty cool. much just like a regular biscotti. So Kylie, this week, gets a whole, here, try this. Exactly. What is it? Don't worry about I it. Do. Just try it. <laughs> he gets treats. Does oh, it, darn. Can you tell it has sweetener, not sugar? How does it taste? That's, he, he is my, my sounding board for it, because I want to make sure before I serve it to others. <laughs> and actually, the... I, I, well, I don't think he suffers. <laughs> no, that... I've well, never I mean, heard him complain. No, no, no. it's like I, I'm not missing a thing. He can he can eat it and doesn't have to worry about the sugar. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, so that's what we've been up to, and and having seen a couple movies that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think what we were up to. We just did a lot of the same thing, getting everything ready and getting set. Mm-hmm. Relaxing because yeah. now that um, Vicky's final show for art shows and stuff is done, Oddball was her last one, so yeah. we don't have to do anything until February. That's what everyone's doing because most most people have had their last of the shows for the year. Yeah, yeah. there are a couple of last minute. As of right now, we're on, planning but... on doing absolutely nothing extra in January. <laughs> that's right. January will be our nothing to do. <laughs> That'll month. be nice. That'll that's be not nice. going to happen. But that's the yes, plan. But, uh, but, no, because you'll finally have time to do other things that'll come off. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm not planning anything but reading and maybe finally getting through the DLC on Spider Man. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I started getting into some of the. Um, I've been trying to play some more of Star Wars um, Battlefront Two. Because they've just added a whole bunch of Clone Wars content to like their galactic, um, their giant galactic war scenarios and stuff. Oh, okay. So they brought in a lot of the characters. I've seen a lot of like General Grievous running around, and <laughs> I guess in January they're bringing in Anakin Skywalker. Okay. So nice, nice. It's cool, and um, I, they got new skins for like all the commanders from the Clone Wars TV series and stuff. Oh. So they actually look like Commander Cody and Commander Rex and some of these other ones. There you go. So. And it's great, because that's one thing we did do this week. Vicky actually sat down to play a Galactic Assault campaign on Battlefront. When she doesn't play Battlefront, she plays Halo. Ah. Halo, is a most of what she plays is 8 on 8, just straight, like, deathmatch. Okay. And the Galactic Assault in Battlefront is a war zone. Ah. With hundreds of people everywhere. You've got to try to find <laughs> where is your target, who's shooting you from where. <laughs> nice. It's more of a Call of Duty, what I've been told is more of a Call of Duty style. That's so what she, it sounds so like. So she could use her skills, but she had to kind of expand them. Yeah, she had to look around a lot, whole lot more. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. But it was fun. And, it, and then you get back to Ewok Assault, and that's just, that's always a blast. Right. right. Trying to shoot some Ewoks. That's always so. fun to try and shoot Ewoks. Come but on. after that, do you want to do, do movies first? Do you want to get into I, I think we should just do movies first because they're going to be really relatively quick. Anyway. quick. Yeah. Now, you can you can do Aquaman first since this is a, this is, was the special sneak peek yeah. that uh, that Amazon Prime put out for, for people. I see a lot of people did take advantage of this, yes. which is awesome. And, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hugely widespread theater-wise. It's not like you could find it everywhere. Yeah. Akron um, had one theater. I think Cleveland had one. Yeah. The, the bigger, relatively bigger cities had, had at least one theater with them. And uh, to give everyone a sneak peek. So, so Ken's going to give us his take oh, without yeah. giving anything away. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> first thing is they put out that five-minute teaser a couple months yes. ago. Yes. That showed you nothing. Okay. All that, that was just to show you how pretty the world looks. Because okay. there was no nothing of that you learned from there really has a lot to do with the plot that is not given away True. some other time. But this, I think I actually like this better than Wonder Woman. Okay. Which was, I think part of it is the the little bit of Wonder Woman that you could tell was done by Zack Snyder wasn't here. 
Right. So, like, the battle in the middle of the night where it was all Ares and Wonder Woman fighting in the dark, that didn't happen in this. I mean, there was dark spots, but the dark spots even had color in them. Okay. It, the, um, Once again, Ken doesn't like dark movies. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you can have dark, dark subject matter. I, I have to fine. say, I wasn't surprised to see your Facebook status saying how much you enjoyed it. I'm like, look, Ken liked a DC movie. <laughs> hey, it is awesome to be able to like a DC movie. That's true. I mean, I thought true. the other ones were okay, but they didn't hit, like awesome and, and, his, and, and now actually, you're comparing it too now you yeah. have something that's actually mm-hmm. that, that you've actually enjoyed that you consider good that yeah. you can compare Batman loves Superman to <laughs> or, I still say or the extended Justice version League if you can or, sit through it the extended version of Batman v Superman was better than the but back to Aquaman but yeah um, the pacing was awesome it's about 220 or so mm-hmm. which is awesome because Warner Brothers did not as far as I can tell didn't tell them you have this time limit you have to hit that time limit no matter what right because they've done that in the past. <laughs> the Justice League had True. like a two-hour time limit. And was, they and so you're not allowed to go over right. it. Um, but the pacing was good. It had distinct sections in it where you had ups and downs. You had down spots where it was nice. So if mm-hmm. the flow was... It was just overall a really, really good movie. Okay. It was well made. The costume design was awesome. Aquaman, we've already seen the trailers, but the gold and green is amazing. You actually get a good look at it. Right. That's cool. So the only thing on it that um, was a little off for me, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter was because it's something we've already known about. Is um, Jason Momoa, the personality and the look is not Wonder, not Aquaman. Yeah, it's Aquaman. Bro, we all yeah. know this. But yeah. you see in here um, why you can see his potential. Yes. When you get to, when you get. To but the it end. also and makes the character out, more likable. You do find out in here why this one is not really a spoiler. This is after Justice League, so we find out why he doesn't look like Aquaman in Justice League. He okay. doesn't have the. All, Aquaman costume yet. Right, that would make You'll sense. You'll find out. <laughs> so, and, and if, that's all I want to go to, unless and, you guys got... And if you, um, if you missed it this week, check out, because it's all over online, when, um, when they had the New Zealand premiere of Aquaman this past week, Jason Momoa and his friends um, did a haka, which is a, a traditional uh, Maori dance, yeah. part of his own culture. And they did that dance, which is, it actually is intended to get away bad spirits and bring good luck. And they did it at the New Zealand premiere, and it's pretty awesome to see. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool to see there's, um, uh, it was awesome to see um, Tamora Mortensen in this again. Mm-hmm. I, re- I loved him in all the Star Wars prequel movies. Because <laughs> he played all kinds of stuff, because he was every clone. <laughs> so there you go. So, so he, he gets, he's getting both. He gets only D- play one. He gets the DC and the Disney money now. That's right. <laughs> That's basically every actor. Just there's about a lot of actors doing there. that. That's trying yeah. to hit all of them. They they split the money. They get everything now. So that, that's um, all I'm going to get into with Aquaman because later on we'll actually get into what everybody thought of it and stuff. Once right. Everybody has time to actually see the movie. Yeah. But you know, because everyone's got the, at least a little bit of a break around Christmasiness, yeah. and uh, that's when you should go see it. Well, you guys <laughs> got to see two superhero movies this we week. Did. We, we did. We went um, Friday night. We went and saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, you have to see this movie. Yes. If you're the least bit into Spider-Man, if you're into Marvel, have to see it. Because I'm not surprised that so many people, including critics, are calling it the best Spider-Man movie. It really is. It's Um, phenomenal. And it's animated. Don't get me wrong. It is completely animated. Uh, But first of all, the animation is awesome. It's not traditional. It is a computer-generated animation, but it mixes... It's almost like mixed media at times. And the way it looks, and it like fractures the screen. It almost looks like comic books at times. Other times it looks a little more traditional. It's, it's just a great mix of things in this movie to see on the screen. Yes. And the story's really good. If you're not familiar with Miles Morales as Spider-Man, 
it's a great introduction, and the whole thing is intended as an introduction um, to him and to show just how he evolves and, and kind of learns to be Spider-Man. Because it, it's essentially, you, it, it is an origin story. Yeah. But the funny thing is, um, it's, <laughs> it's a multiverse story. All of these other Spider-People come from other universes. So they've totally accepted the fact that we're in a multiverse. Yeah, which Marvel has a multiverse, and, but DC's the more known for it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and in, it, Marvel's more known for it in the comics. They don't really mm. address it in the movies and shows very much. Uh, so... There's a reason, there, there's this big thing going on. The big villain is Kingpin, but there's a lot of other villains in this movie. Well, yeah. But the big one is Kingpin, and he's got a multi-dimensional thing that is basically why all of these spider people end up in Miles' dimension, which is not our dimension, mm-hmm. by the no. way. The, one, the Peter Parker that comes into it, who's 40 years old, he's the one from our dimension. <laughs> so, yeah. so you have Peter Parker and you have Spider-Gwen, and then you have the anime Spider-Girl, um, with her big robot, right. like the, the the completely anime. Was it Spider Man? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. Um, and no. then you have um, Spider Man Noir, who's in black and white, and he only sees in black and white. It's very cool. He's just yeah. very, he's very funny. He talks in the very forties noir right. way. It's very cool. Yeah, the, the, um, Marvel had a no, uh, noir line of comics, so there was. Spider-Man Noir, X-Men Noir. There was a Deadpool Noir. Deadpool, Deadpool Luke Noir. Cage, Luke Cage. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, so they had a whole series so of Noir. That, that was like, and he was, in, in his universe, he is a Noir detective more yeah. than anything. Um, and you have uh, the one that everyone seemed to be waiting for, Peter Porker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and the, th- the funny thing is, with every one of them, you get a really quick origin story, and it's the same for every one of yes. them. Yes. <laughs> so it's really funny to, to have them run through that on screen. Uh, but they did a really good job story. It's a pretty solid story. The characters are all relatable, and yet they're all... Each spider person is a little different, and there's a reason why they chose them to come together to basically teach Miles yeah. how to be Spider-Man. Um, and there is the cameo we knew was going to come. There is a Stanley cameo. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to look at sometimes. But <laughs> yes. um, there's also a tribute at the very end of the movie after the credits that... The entire theater was silent. There was no, there was no sound during this little tribute. Um, it was a quote on screen. The entire theater was silent. It was kind of awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. But, uh, but overall, yes, the movie is really enjoyable, and it, it's a meta movie. So all the Easter eggs and references within the movie happened within Miles' universe. Miles grew up in a, in a world where Spider-Man exists. In and a Spider-Man, world. In a world um, where Spider-Man exists. Spider-Man is a celebrity. Spider-Man has merchandise. Spider-Man has like, a Christmas album. Yes, Christmas. Stay through all the credits. I mean, you have to stay through all the credits anyway, but you get one of the Christmas songs in the yes, credits. Yes. <laughs> so you have to sit through that. Um, but yeah, you see an ad for the Christmas album. You see a little girl eating Spider-Man cereal. You see uh, an actual photo of one of the... Um, it never looked quite right. Spider-Man ice cream pops. <laughs> you see that? You can still get those on <laughs> yes, you can. ice cream trucks in the summer. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's it's very meta in that way. And um, the Spider-Man movies are referenced as if they were biopics. The Spider-Man comics, you see covers. Which movies? The, all of them. All of them. Reference. There's actually a scene where they're doing the horrible dancing from Spider-Man 3 down the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was near the beginning. They're dancing. That's what it referenced. Awesome. <laughs> but, um, and the, the comic books you see, they're actually covers from, like, Amazing Spider-Man and such, but they're 
called something like True Tales of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, they're his actual biographical adventures. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool the way they've done this. So if you if you are a big fan, you'll you'll get I think a lot more out of it. Um, but any any fan of the Spider Verse or Marvel is going to get something out of this one, and it's and really enjoyable. The, uh, the 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 end credit scene alone. Uh, yeah. Oh After my god. All the credits. Let's just say it goes back to the early days of Spider Man on television. Yes. You need to. Yes. <laughs> it's live or animated? It's animated. animated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> those those high quality animated times. Wasn't that Filmation that did that one? No. 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 Filmation did the DC ones. Who did right. the Marvel ones? Yeah. Do you remember? You know, I don't know. I think Marvel did that in house. Yeah. I think yeah, they, they did that have, in house. I don't know. But yeah, so stay right to the very, very, very end, and you'll see that one. Um, and yes, the other one we did see, we did go to see Once Upon a Deadpool because it's Deadpool, <laughs> and even if, I will even watch a PG version. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I did see your comment yesterday that um, it actually worked as PG, which I yes. remember I was saying when we first saw these movies that if you adjusted the language and a little bit of the blood, the movie really doesn't change. It's still that Deadpool movie. Yes. And you can get a PG rating. You can. And and that's essentially what they did. They, yeah. If you know Deadpool 2, you'll notice what they have done. If you don't, you won't miss it. Right. Like the, I'm sure the kids get a kick out of it. There was a couple kids in our theater. It was still mostly adults who have probably seen Deadpool 2. Yeah. <laughs> but there were a couple kids in our theater who seemed to enjoy it. Um, they did cut down, like, the bloodiness. There was still a lot of the violence, but just not so much blood splurting around. Yeah, right. uh, they did cut a couple scenes completely, like the whole, um, at the beginning five. of the movie, 9 to 5, they cut. Because that's a really a slice and dice kind of scene that's yeah, difficult, all <laughs> difficult to cut oh, yeah. down the, the gore on. Um, so they did cut that, but you still see his explosion. You know, you still see... Pretty much everything. Well, PG-13, and you can get away with a whole lot of violence. You can. You really can. It, it's just some of the gore they took out and some of the language they changed. There were no F-bombs. That's the only one you really um, have to totally that, remove. Yeah, and that's that's all it was. And, and Did like, they have one strategic one? No, they didn't. They didn't wow. even have one. They didn't. Yeah. You usually have with, one. Which was funny because at the very end of the movie, if you remember, as he's dying, Deadpool gets Colossus to say it. <laughs> They bleeped it. <laughs> they actually, <laughs> instead of having him say something different, they actually bleeped, bleeped it, which yes. made it funnier. Well, we were mentioning that a couple weeks ago, remember, how it would be great if they just didn't change language at all, they just bleeped every t- yeah. person well, in no, they, they either cut it out or they changed it, and, you know, with Deadpool in a mask, he's usually the one dropping the F-bombs. Yeah. You wouldn't know the difference. Um, but there's uh, there's still plenty of other language in there, trust me. Yeah. Um, but they actually did, I thought... You know, with a lot of these new scenes and that, it was just going to be that Fred Savage stuff that you saw. Um, but they actually changed some of the scenes within the movie itself, mm-hmm. which was interesting. They actually added little bits that were unexpected, um, as well as cutting some things out. So that was that was kind of cool that there actually was a different movie to see. Um, and with the Fred Savage parts, it, it's what I call the storybook scenes. <laughs> It's just like the Princess Bride in the sense that you get him at the beginning as Deadpool has kidnapped him and starting to read him a story. And then you get it throughout the movie interrupted. Yes. Um, you even get ones that specifically reference Princess Bride. Like when, when Deadpool and Vanessa are kissing, they actually cut back to the bedroom. Because in The Princess Bride, if you remember, Fred Savage's character didn't like boys and girls kissing. Right. And he was like, ew, is this a kissing book? And so... so um, 
So Deadpool actually cuts back and waits for him to say it, and he won't say it. He's like, I'm a grown man now. I, I don't have a problem with kissing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, oh, yeah, he had the whole tirade again. Like, like, I'm fine with kissing. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's totally normal. I'm a grown man. And all this. I do that with my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he was perfect. And then, um, then there was, I have to admit, there was one of those storybook scenes that had me cracking up. It had me broken like Kylan. I had a Kylan moment in the theater. I don't know why this particular scene got me, but let's just say it involves using the bleeper a lot more than oh, you need to yes, on words hilarious. that don't need to be bleeped, but it just cracked me up so much. It, that it, was it, worth it. It, 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 it. it turned a very innocent very, a conversation. very innocent conversation into something that was really horrible. Um, and it was awesome. It was so funny. But it, it, was, it was definitely worth seeing this version of it. Yes. And the, the other thing was um, you do, of course, get the end scenes just like in Deadpool 2. You also get an end scene involving the storybook scenes. Okay. So you no, do and this Fred Savage, does he play Fred Savage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. But, but Deadpool has dressed him up as if he were still a yeah. kid from Princess Bride, and, and Fred Savage is not happy. Please tell me he's tied um, to the bed. He's taped. To, he's duct taped to the bed. <laughs> duct taped to the bed. Because um, he, because Fred Savage actually at the beginning, because I think it was in one of the trailers, actually says, yeah. "I don't need you," and he says, "Oh yes, you do if you want to get out." Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and then at the so at the very end, there's there's kind of a closing scene for that. But the one unexpected thing after everything, there is a Stan Lee tribute. And it's kind of like you've had fun throughout this entire movie, and then the tribute kind of breaks you. Yeah. So be prepared and take Kleenex, trust me. Because there's there's a little bit with that first, if you remember that very, very first um, Deadpool trailer that had Stanley in it when he was yelling out to him on the street. Yeah. Um, it's got that, like some of the behind-the-scenes shooting and different versions of that. Plus there's part of an interview, and it's really... It's amazingly sweet and it's hard to watch. Yeah, but it's worth it for any Marvel fan just to see that tribute. Yeah, really, yeah. it is. And I hope, I hope when they release this on on DVD or whatever, that that's still included as one of the extras. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that they release this separately and don't just release a different version of Deadpool two that has this version on it, so that right. people will actually buy it separately. Yeah, and, and, uh, but it's worth it's worth seeing. And the. Uh, well, you know, and there is one there along with all the subtle changes. Uh, the one part where you get um, the mural of Stan. Yeah, if you remember the the, the cameo for Stan in Deadpool two was, was a, mural. a mural on the side of the wall. Yeah. In this one, they've added R.I.P. to it. Yeah. Ah. It's very like, and you see it go by, and you're like, oh! <laughs> like yeah. <it> just, <laughs> yeah, it just was... takes a split second, but it's like, oh. <laughs> They, they thought about it. They, you know, they really thought about how they presented this movie. And the edits work. It doesn't take away from the story. And it keeps Deadpool the, the character the, he the, is. The, the, there's no, the, I, there was no eye roll moments in the whole thing. Like, where, it like where they eas- overdid it or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, it could easily have been like a, just a big money grab and more money for. No. They did a good job. Well, at this they point, really what we've seen from Ryan Reynolds, he has enough power in Deadpool right now that he's he tells that, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. We're doing that. He, exactly. He's basically producing these anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just remember, if you haven't seen it yet and you still have time to go see it, a dollar from every ticket does go to the Fudge Cancer Organization, which has a different name the rest of the year. <laughs> but, but it does go to that organization. So thankfully, you know, people are going to see this and they're yeah. going to raise some money that yes. way too. Um, now, did you guys happen to get the Detective Pikachu trailer? We, did. we did. So you can see Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu yes. and as the... I, I had a feeling they were going to do it. And they had to. Is, 
I think because it was a PG-13 movie, they decided to show horror movie trailers beforehand as well. And then yeah. they showed us Detective Pikachu. So, Which yeah, actually, so we saw it. from the trailers, this looks like if they're going to make a... I'm, I'm surprised they got a live-action Pokemon movie anyway. Yes. But this actually looks like it might be actually pretty good. For people it's into possible. Pokemon, sure. I'm not going to see it. But um, <laughs> if you're into that thing... So it's like a detective movie. It's not actually about... The Pokemon, it seems like. That's true. They just happen to... It, it's their universe. They live there, but it's yeah, not... it's a it's detective not, story in the Pokemon world. It's not world. Pokemon training. It's not hunting for them. Yeah. It's an actual detective story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, when Kylan saw the trailer, he was like, well, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> like, hmm. he hadn't watched it online. Yeah, I, I hadn't watched it online. So I'm like, uh, this is really a thing. <laughs> and it was, it was weird. Like... Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. I was just like, I, I was waiting for an explosion or something, <laughs> and, you know, but or some smartassery. Yes. <laughs> hey, but you got to remember the way Reynolds, as much as he's been hitting out of the park, he chose to do that role. Mm-hmm. So true. There's something yeah. in here that he really liked. Well, he has kids. Well, <laughs> but he's still not going to do something he doesn't like. True. True. So, okay. But that was our movies for this week. Yes. Remember, in two weeks you will get deeper reviews on. Um, we have the other three that are coming this yes. week, at least. Yes, we will. We will have discussions so, on right. the three. But what's been happening in the world of news? You said there's okay. a bunch of stuff. There, there has been a bunch, and I really had to cut down the list so that it wouldn't take too much time. Uh, in case you had not heard, uh, just a quick one: American Gods second season is hitting st- hitting the airwaves on March 10th. Picks up right from where the last one left off. Um, we've heard that Punisher season two is happening in January. That's because Netflix yes. wants to get it done and out of the way before they cancel it. Yeah, because and and this is the question. Uh, first of all, they haven't come up with this specific date, but it's on the list of January releases for Netflix. Um, and interestingly, like we we heard, we also heard this week that the deal with Netflix and Marvel um, is such that Marvel can't use the Netflix characters um, that were involved in the Defenders, at least, uh, for two years after cancellation. Right. So all of that, all of all of Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, we've got 2020 before we can see those. And the thing is, Jessica Jones doesn't come out until next year, so that'll be 2021 if they want them all together. Oh, we were trying to work. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, because Disney now has a larger interest in who, what's the mm-hmm. chance of us seeing these on Hulu? That's in my thought. I've, I've thought that, that because they're going to go to Hulu. Yeah, Disney Plus, they've already said that they don't want mature rated mm-hmm. content on Disney they Plus. Don't. Right, no, they don't. they don't. But they own a controlling interest in Hulu. Yeah. And I mean, they already, Marvel Hulu, already runs Runaways like on Hulu. Four, well, and, there's two or three and, other ones on Hulu yeah. also. Right. So all it, the ABC stuff's on there, all the Freeform stuff's right. on there. So that wouldn't be a surprise. The, and the, the other question is right now is whether, number one, whether they will outright cancel Punisher, which everyone's expecting anyway. Right. But it came under a different deal than the other Defenders characters because it was after that. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're not sure if it'll also be two years until they can use it if they do cancel it. So we'll see what happens there. But it, that's coming in January. Um, and another Netflix-related, the trailer for Umbrella Academy was released. And it's going to be hitting Netflix on February 15th. And I'm looking forward to this one because I love the comic. (laughs) Um, If you didn't know, this is uh, the comic that's uh, written by Gerard Way and uh, drawn by Gabriel Ba. It's an Eisner Award-winning comic. Gerard Way, by the way, is the lead singer for My Chemical Romance. 
Um, and also a comic and, writer and editor. Yes, and and he's directly involved in the in DC Comics as well. Yeah, the Young Animal imprint is all yes, him. Yes, that's all him. And the the comic itself, Umbrella Academy, is superheroes, but it's kind of a different take on them. It's uh, the show itself is going to be showing them a little older and reunited um, after their father dies. And they're given numbers, but also names. And numbers one through six have powers. And they range in things from, like, super strength to time travel to manipulating reality. And number seven, who's kind of estranged from the rest of the group, she doesn't seem to have powers, but she's a virtuoso on the violin. And let's just say she plays a critical role in, like, the first volume of the comic, which is kind of what the show is based on. So um, the whole show is basically about the end of the world, and they have to save it, and they only have, like, a week to do it. So it's a superhero show. It really is. Um, but it's... <laughs> a classic superhero storyline. It is a superhero show with a dysfunctional family, put it that way. So it's the X-Men. <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> Um, but it, it's a really well-told comic. If you haven't looked it up, look for look for the Umbrella Academy. They they have a few volumes out. Um, one of the other things from this week, there was there were more award nominations this yeah. week again. So, Did the Oscar nominations actually come out? Um, no, Oscar has not officially come out. Okay. Yet. Um, but there was like there was SAG awards and there yeah. were other. But I I cut out a lot of them and just went with Critics Choice Awards because uh, that's another big one that really has an effect on the Oscars um, and. Um, not surprisingly, after what happened with the Golden Globes, Black Panther's gotten a lot more love again. Uh, they, they got 12 Critics' Choice Award nominations for all the usual stuff you would expect. Um, best Picture, all that kind of stuff. One of, the, one of the Critics' Choice Awards that's interesting is they actually have a Best Acting Ensemble Award. Okay. Um, so that, that's very specific to certain movies that you yeah. won't get just you know ones that have couples in them or something like that. So that's one thing that Black Panther got up for. As well as the usual effects, action movie, best song, best score, best picture, supporting actor um, for Michael B. Jordan. Amazingly, not best actor for anyone else. But best supporting actor for Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. uh, but the other th- good. the other things nominated um, Avengers: Infinity War did actually get two nominations for uh, visual effects and action movie. Deadpool two uh, action movie comedy and uh, Ryan Reynolds for best actor in a comedy. And Mary Poppins Returns got a whole slew of nominations as well. Um, so, you know, once you see that, maybe we'll appreciate this, but we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and interestingly, A Quiet Place, because I saw it and really loved it, I figured I'd, I'd mention it as well, um, got uh, three nominations, including for Best Sci-Fi or Horror Movie, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Young Actor or Actress for Millicent Simmons. And uh, whether or not you've seen the movie, you've probably seen the trailer. She plays the daughter, and she is actually deaf. Um, and that's part of her character portrayal is being deaf in this world where you can't make noise so she doesn't know what's going on. Awesome. Um, so she actually got nominated, which I think is really cool. And then we have a Global Avengers Initiative at Disney Parks. <laughs> they have, they've announced <laughs> that they're basically going to connect all of the Marvel stuff they're starting to build at the parks into a global initiative as if the Avengers were recruiting people. And you can sign up for things in the parks. You can see the storylines through the rides. They haven't said yet if the rides are, if the initiative sort of thing is going to be self-contained within each park. Or if they're actually going to kind of cross continents so that it's more of an Easter egg hunt. Where if you if you actually visit different Disney parks, you'll notice things. But if you don't, you're not missing anything. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just a cool idea that, that they're going with. Of course, right now, Orlando 
is not taking part. Because, not well, there are for some characters. Well, yeah, but they they didn't announce Orlando as part of the initiative, even yeah. though they're building the big Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Guardians of the Galaxy only characters they can use there. Yeah, uh, but they're they're going with you know Hong Kong and California and Paris. Those are the big ones for now. Um, that they've already started shows in a couple of them, and they're going to be going further. Uh, and the the last thing I have in news because I wanted to cut some of this short. Um, is a bit local, but something that everyone here will appreciate. I'm sure you have all watched or will be watching on the marathon, the, A Christmas Story. Um, because it's that time of year, I have to mention this. Well, uh, in case you didn't know, A Christmas Story was filmed in Cleveland. And you can actually visit the house. The house there's a house and museum. You can dress up in Ralphie's pink bunny suit. You can see the leg lamp in the window. Uh, the house itself has a different layout than the movie, because obviously the movie was done on the soundstage. Um, so it's, it's a little off-putting when you visit, and you're like, wait, that shouldn't be there. Right. <laughs> and the stairs don't do this. What are you doing? We actually <laughs> have tickets for it right now. That we're waiting until probably March or April. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's open year-round. Yeah, it is open year-round. Um, when we visited, it was not around Christmas, because, yeah, we knew better. Um, <laughs> but apparently the ones who run the Christmas Story house have bought the house next door. They bought the Bumpus house. And you can sleep over in the Bumpus house. <laughs> um, you can um, did, apparently did come with the dogs. No, there are no dogs there yet. <laughs> but I, I think they should have a dog there, at least one. Hey, but is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. Uh, so you can you can rent one one of two rooms um, and areas that sleep actually up to six for two hundred forty five to two ninety five a night, um, and. There's a cheaper one for 195. It's, it's called the the Hound Dog Heaven Suites <laughs> downstairs. Uh, but interestingly, which I didn't know, you could actually rent the entirety of the Christmas Story house to 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 sleep over in, and that's 400 dollars a night to start, depending what you what you get mm. with it. Um, but apparently, the the curator of the museum has gotten so many people asking about it that he decided he had to have a space for people to rent out mm-hmm. and sleep over. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why they bought the Bumpus House. The house itself, interestingly, dates back to the 1890s. If, you, if, if you've if you never been to Cleveland, there's a lot of really old houses there. Yeah. There's a lot of old houses around well. all of Northeast Ohio. <laughs> uh, but this one goes back to yeah, the 1890s. Yeah, my house goes back to the late 20s. Yeah, our house is almost 100 years old. Yeah. So, um, And it actually took them a year to fix up, and they essentially almost gutted the house, then rebuilt it, but built it, period, for... The Christmas Story yeah. movie. So it looks like it's from the 40s. They got all kinds of old stuff, old memorabilia and stuff to put in the house. But the, you also get modern conveniences like a microwave and a big screen TV if you're staying over there. Mm-hmm. So, um, But the, the, the walls even have photos from the movie and pictures of people from the neighborhood from the time and everything. They just got stuff donated, which was kind of cool. Um, and there are actually stained glass windows in each of the suites that feature hound dogs. so i thought that was pretty cool uh yeah so if you're interested in visiting the christmas story house and really want the experience of sleeping over you can now sleep over in the bumpus house do they have a website do you know you probably don't Um, have written down i don't have it written down but quite honestly just look in christmas story house christmas story house or museum cleveland ohio yeah you know you'll find it's it could be christmasstoryhouse.com i don't know Uh, but uh let me look here but yeah so it's it's right near downtown cleveland and it's 
Trust me, you go to any tourist thing in Cleveland, you can find it. Yeah, it's right. mentioned everywhere. Well, you know, they used to have the Chinese restaurant. Uh, like, you know, when we mm-hmm. went, you could, the Chinese restaurant that the family goes to at the end of the movie was still open at that point. Yeah, it's not open anymore, so no. don't try to look for it. It's not open. They closed it a couple years ago. But that, it, it, they, and actually it was uh, the, the, the gift shop that was across the street. It was across the street. Yeah, the, the, there's a museum gift shop across the street where you can buy all memorabilia. You can buy, you can buy your own pink bunny suit. You can buy the leg lamp in different sizes. And <laughs> actually that was where I discovered that there was a sequel. There is a sequel you shouldn't watch. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't watch it. No. no. Don't watch it. But I mean, but th- this was a series of books, so you had a mm-hmm. Christmas story, yeah. and then there was another. But it has nothing to do with the Christmas story. No, really. it's just it's the about same the family, family, but it really doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. So, so what's the website? Well, the website is you almost had it right. Uh-huh. It's achristmasstoryhouse.com. There we go. <laughs> there so go. look that up: www.achristmasstoryhouse.com on how, all the information on it. Yeah. You can take a virtual tour, probably. So yeah. Go. Well, I'm not, I, I don't have time to actually go through the no, site at no. the moment because look for it yourself, people. We got to talk about some more superhero stuff that happened this week. Yes, we got an epic three night crossover. Yes. for the CW shows, and this every thirty seconds was another comic book reference. Oh my, there was so much. It was yes. so amazing, it was and it didn't feel like it was like yeah, but it didn't feel like it was like shoved to get in no, there. No, it, it all was made sense. That fit. And so much of it was just jokes. Like, it was, especially the first episode, especially Flash on Sunday night, mm-hmm. was hilarious. Well, <laughs> it's supposed to be. The Flash, they, the Flash always does better when they do something where it's lighter yeah. and more fun. And it was just, it was just joke after joke. And it was especially, okay, so the whole premise of Elseworlds is that something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and Some, it's an alternate, Elseworlds is always an alternate dimension yes. where... One thing changed, and it changes all of history. It changes everything. Um, maybe Clark Kent or Superman landed in the 1860s instead of the 1960s. Right. That's actually one of them. It's called the Kents. Right. And it's in Kansas in or, the 1800s. Or you have Gotham by Gaslight, which is a steampunk exactly. Batman. You know, you have. So you change one of the details, and the entire story changes. So in this crossover, which was included Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. You and had, everybody else with them. Well, yes, but that's the shows that included. Yeah. <laughs> you had basically... Um, Barry Allen and Ollie swapped and everyone else believed they were the swapped person mm-hmm. um, Oliver wakes up in Barry Allen's apartment and in his bed and Iris is making him breakfast and calls him Barry and he's like what the hell <laughs> well we do find out before that that um, the monitor is well we don't find out until later that he's testing worlds but he yes. gives this book that alters reality to this Crazy mad doctor guy. Yes, who we don't really. Who know can who change he is. reality? We find out. And if you, if you, I mean, obviously, you're not going to watch this unless you've been following some of the other shows. But if you stuck around for the the end credits on any of the shows in the previous mm-hmm. week or so, they showed you that Earth ninety world yes. where so many of the heroes were dead, and the Monitor had the big book that he opened, and the Flash had to outrun it. Well, the cool thing with that, if you look, the heroes there are not all from Earth ninety. That's actually mm-hmm. heroes from across the multiverse. That's true. Right. That's, That's true. how you get stuff like. Um, a lot of them look like the heroes we know, like the Ray is there. Yeah. Some of the ones we've seen, Huntress is there. Yeah. But you also get Justin Hartley's Green Arrow from mm-hmm. Smallville is there. That's true. Right. And dead. That's true. Um, so we have, we have... All of them. <laughs> we have 
uh, reality altering going on yes. is basically the premise here. So, so we have Oliver and Barry have swapped, and they're the only people who know they've swapped. Mm-hmm. Like Oliver knows he's not Barry, and it's a complete swap where Oliver has uh, Barry's yes. speed, and Barry has all of Oliver's skills. And no, have neither one know how to work those. They have each other's powers, and so yeah. it's seeing um, it's seeing Oliver get used to being the fast guy. And trying to fix. And let me just say, he's a quick learner yeah. <laughs> compared to what happened with Barry. Oliver is a damn quick learner. Yes. Um, and so basically, he he tr- he tries to find Barry to figure out what's going on. And Barry's realizing that things aren't right with him, and he doesn't know why. Right. And he he's he's getting he's sparring with Diggle, and he's like, "What the hell?" And the best part is he lays out Diggle, yes. and he's like, "Wait, how did I do that?" Exactly. Right. <laughs> So the whole thing between the two of them is really funny. Like seeing them get used to each other's skills, mm-hmm. seeing the, and and I think the funniest part really is that they had to start acting like each other to really to get it right. Figure out what was going on right. and get the powers right because and and it pointed out exactly what I prefer about Arrow that I hate about Flash and Supergirl. Those shows are happy and mm-hmm. Arrow is not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 Ollie had to be happy. He had to enjoy it, have a good time while hilarious. he's doing this. Yes. Him trying to be really fun and happy was funny while trying to get Barry to be serious and, and he, he you know, doing the whole you have failed the city <laughs> was yes. so funny. That was that was part of the best jokes mm-hmm. I think was them kind of making fun of each other that way. Well my favorite part in the whole crossover was on the in this first one too, which um, when they finally get together and they realize that um, they their world is all messed up is everything else. So they decide to go to Earth 38 to meet Kara. Yes. And as soon as the portal opens, you hear um, Remy 1's, or Remy 0. Remy 0. Remy 0's, somebody saved me from Smallville. Yes. And you go through the portal and all of a sudden you get basically a Smallville opening. And yes. it's the camera, or the helicopter shot coming in on the city and you see the actual Kent farm from Smallville. It is the same yes. farm. And it is... Um, Lois and Clark are on the Smallville farm with Kara visiting them. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it was good. You know, they were in it. And um, so, because you knew you had to get Superman in it because they yeah. all needed to help. Um, and they actually, you know, they recognized Barry and, yes. and Oliver. They, yes. Yeah, Kara knew it. Well, Superman didn't know him. Right. But he didn't know him anyway. Kara knew both of them as who they actually were. She yes. didn't see the um, change. Yes. So, it was, it was basically just Ollie and Barry's world. Yeah. That was messed up in terms of them having to get things right. So, basically, they all go back, and they have to convince people they are who they are. <laughs> they like you know like Iris has to be convinced that her Barry is not Barry, and yeah. and Felicity has to be convinced. Just oh my god, <laughs> there's there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole point. And that's the other- only, actually that's the only part that um you have to most of this episode. If you know who the characters are, you don't have to know anything else. Yeah. But yeah. it's a little weird. Because they put the strain on Felicity and Ollie's relationship at the moment, mm-hmm. if you haven't been watching Arrow, that feels a little weird in this. It does. It does. Other but, than that, everything else, you don't have to do, know anything else. But they do spell it out. Yeah. They really do. And and just across the, you know, all three of the all three of the episodes, um, you get little little in jokes and stuff because of it. But the thing I liked was like almost from the start, they directly referenced the fact that is this a Freaky Friday? No, it's more like Quantum Leap. Yeah. And then, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and they're not the only ones that made that joke. A couple then, other people come in and do the Mr. same joke. Then Mr. Terrific disagreed because in Quantum Leap, you can only see it's yourself when you look in the mirror. Right. Made and it just point. shows that they, but he would fit in perfect in Star Labs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there, there was definitely geeky references. Um, 
But then, of course, you get um, you get further into Supergirl and and um, and Arrow and all that. You get first of all, Flash shouldn't be on Sundays, and they kind of reference that. Yeah, yeah. because at one point someone goes, "It's not even Tuesday." Yeah, no, <laughs> they do. They did. They made a full on meta reference with saying that, "Hey, this is the wrong night." By the time they get to the third episode, there's a reference of, and that's not even the weirdest thing you saw in the last three hours. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it's very self-deprecating and very funny that way. Um, and, of course, we get the one we've really been waiting for, Batwoman. This this is, the I think, the most screen accurate I've ever seen a hero come from comics to yes, screen. Yes. This is Cassandra Cain from the comic books on the screen. Kate Cain. Mm-hmm. Or Kate, well... But, um, <laughs> but they have um, her personality, the yes. look, the way she does the, everything is... Yeah. Because anybody who doesn't know Batwoman... Is similar to Batman, except remove some of the detective side and add a whole lot more military. Yes, and a yes. lot more violent. Because she was she was in the military, brutal and violent, and like even as Kate Kane, it looks like her, and as Batwoman, it looks like her. The costume yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, um, getting the the red wig actually worked really well. And the fiery as red as you because, can get. And red. that's just it. Like in in so many of these comic adaptations, whenever they use red wigs, they always look fake. In this case, it's supposed to look that way. Yeah, yeah. So it works. So you go over with it. It worked completely because you just needed red. And this um, is the one costume that, because a lot of these, they use like leathers and stuff for the mm-hmm. armor. And it looks like armor almost. Yeah. Her costume, it works to have that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how it's meant to look. And when they get to Gotham, they, they don't know what they're looking for at first. Ollie and, and Kara and Barry, they don't know what they're looking for. They get to a rooftop. But this there, is Gotham City. There happens to be... A bat signal on the rooftop. Yes. Well, it's the it's the rooftop of uh, police headquarters. Exactly. So that that's pretty awesome. Um, they With come a across... lot of dust on it, even though it's outside. Yes. They come oh, across outside. And you have all... <laughs> or like when um, when um, there's a whole debate about whether or not Batman's real. And, and, uh, Oliver and, doesn't and believe in like, Batman. I'm the original. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Oliver refuses to believe in Batman. He thinks he's an urban myth. Because um, Oliver is the original vigilante. Oliver is the original vigilante, so it's awesome. And even once they meet Kate and hear about Batman, he still doesn't believe in Batman. He's like, even by the end, he does not believe no. in Batman. He refuses. And even when Kara Batman. points out that Clark is friends with Batman on my world. No, it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> no, he's like, so like, that, but that's the first time they've ever directly mentioned Batman directly, by that's name. True. That's because true. on the. Um, they've mentioned in Supergirl a couple times stuff like Clark's friend with the pointed ears, yes. stuff like that. Yeah. These were straight Batman I mean, references. I mean, you're in Gotham. They had no choice. They had to go there. Um, so when, once you meet Kate and she talks about her cousin being Bruce Wayne and he disappeared, he's gone away. Kara already knows who he is anyway. Yeah. Um, and so they, they're just like, okay, why did he go and all this stuff. Ultimately, Batwoman shows up and the guys still don't know who she is. Kara knows because X-ray vision. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it's very cool seeing her fight. Like, it's awesome fight scenes. Really yes. awesome fight scenes yes. with Batwoman. Um, and... The one scene, actually, he's talking about fight scenes for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, on the... If you watch on the CW app, there's some behind-the-scenes vignettes. Yeah. One of them showed... You remember when they're all coming out of Arkham Asylum and the, um, the guard goes over the front rail and they've the camera follows down the steps in the background right in front that big double staircase yeah and the guard and the um prisoner go over the rail yeah. and hit the ground and then you show they're on the fighting if you look behind the scenes there's actually a crash pad when they go over the rail <laughs> that, and this is a one shot they don't move so they yeah. as they're following around the set they've actually taken those 
off of the crash pad, pulled the crash pad, then got the back end and fighting before the camera gets down to them. Jeez. <laughs> it is amazing looking at the behind the scenes and seeing, you know, you don't see, they don't show that part. They just show right, that the crash right. pad's there. Right. But knowing just the way, watching that shot, that's, they oh, and once away. again, once again, Arkham is the, the, the chosen CW uh, hospital slash asylum mm-hmm. for every yes. show. Yeah. And you, all of the, all of the villains that are names on the doors, except yes. for one is not a villain. Well, maybe not. Because Mark Guggenheim is in Arkham Asylum too. Right, yeah. If you look yes. at this thing, yes. who is the executive producer for all these shows? Right. And and interestingly, like yeah, because you get you get the names that some people may not actually recognize. Like like Basil Carlo is someone that's yeah, be Carlo. But that's but that's Clayface. Right. You know there are there was are a couple of them that were a little bit deeper. Um, Pamela Isley is yeah. Poison Ivy. That we people had, just don't necessarily Penguin, Poison Ivy, Riddler. Um, Clayface, and there was one or two other ones. I yeah, think. there were a couple others. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get Nora Freeze. We get Nora Freeze, which is interesting to see her as a villain. Yes, yes, but she's a little crazy. Well, <laughs> so, but most of them are. Um, but interestingly, when you get her, you also get she's in the evidence room, so you also get a lot of props from Batman villains, yes. including Bane's mask from the Batman um, trilogy of movies from, from Christopher movie. Nolan. Yes, yes. Um, you get Riddler's cane, Penguin's umbrella. You of course get Scarecrow's fear toxin because that's yes. actually involved in the plot. Um, uh, Victor Freeze's gun. Yeah, because she uses that as well. So, mm-hmm. which is great, she tries to use that against Killer Frost. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm like, you're going to freeze the one who freezes? Okay. <laughs> well, she but, didn't know that, but she kind of blew her away more than anything. It didn't. Right. It was the power, the force of it that kind of blew her away. Um, but the, it's just kind of cool. Like, there's just so many references mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing that if you've been watching even just one of the shows along the way, right. you'll get it. If you've watched any of the DC stuff, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. get it. Whether it's the movies or if you know the comics. Um, you get little references, not only to things like Smallville, but um, in Kate Kane's office, there's a Shakespeare bust. Yes. yes. And it watch, looks like the exact same one that does. was in the 60s Batman TV series. If you watch series. the 60s Batman show, you know that's the bust that gets you the bat poles. And <laughs> I think Kara touches it, and it's just sitting in a box, but Kate's yeah, like, don't touch that. Actually, yeah, she actually... <laughs> like, don't, worry, don't, don't mess <laughs> don't with that. Don't touch that one. Um, and you get, you know, certain characters and that, like the, the whole Ivo Labs and Amazo yes. robot. And yeah. That one like that. actually, you probably saw tr- spoilers beforehand, but I, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I, when, I heard them mention Ivo Labs, like, there ain't, there ain't no way. But yeah, each one of these had their own specific villain for the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and interestingly, because um, on Arrow, the, there was um, Dr. Ivo mm-hmm. was on the ship yes. called the Amazo. Yes. And right. he's the one who created the Amazo robot. Right. So, you know, you get all these little references that uh, obviously you don't even expect. Like, you don't no. know how they're going to fit all this stuff in yeah. right. with all of this. And it, like I said, it, it doesn't feel like they shoehorned anything in here. No, yeah. it doesn't. And it, the interesting thing they did, though, is that they, they had you going with the, the Ollie Berry thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it switched because the book got taken away mm-hmm. and then given back to Crazy Dude, mm-hmm. and he had to redo it again. Yeah. Right. So he changed reality once again, right. and then you get Oliver and Barry as the Trigger Twins. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which actually have had multiple incarnations in the DC Universe, originally yes. starting in All-Star Western. They were at... They, with, I think they were Jonah Hex characters originally. No, they, they were introduced in Detective Comics in the 90s. As See, I thought the, there was the, the 60s or 70s twins. version of it that, from the Westerns. The, well, they, they, they may have had the name influenced by yeah. them, but they weren't actually the characters. Um, well, yeah, this version of the, the Trigger Twins yeah, was the from the 90s. Yeah, the characters showed up yeah. in the 90s. But it's just interesting that, I mean, if you saw some of the behind-the-scenes photos beforehand, mm-hmm. they kind of look ridiculous in these outfits. I mean, yeah. And it doesn't get any better when you watch the show, okay? They still no. look ridiculous in these outfits. 
But we also get um, Dark Superman out of this, who's not really Superman because he's he's the yeah. the, the evil scientist. Well, what it is is the evil scientist, um, which is Doctor Destiny. Yes. If you if you remember from comic books at all, but um, he actually has um, changed. The second time he changed reality was to fix the stuff that he didn't realize he could do the first time through. Right. He's yeah. like, wait a minute, I can change all this this way now. The Monitor basically gave him the book again and yeah. said, "Think bigger." Yeah, and, well, he, and he basically he made himself a mm-hmm. god. He made himself Superman. Yeah, we'll get to the monitor in a minute. Let's go through the because the, <laughs> the monitor we got a lot of stuff to unpack because we got a lot of stuff to unpack after this series. After yes, this one, yes, there, yeah. there, there's a bit of a sneak peek there. Um, one of the cool things in uh, if because they actually showed it a lot. There was a uh, a drawing of um, Oliver Drew. Yes. Really quickly, what Cisco showed him. So he drew the monitor. He mm-hmm. drew um, Gotham skyline and stuff right. like that. Uh, and that drawing was done by Jim Lee, yeah. um, who you should know by now is you know one of the head honchos at DC. Yeah, there's, there's three guys that are in charge of DC. He's one of them. Yes. Yes. So he actually he did actually draw that. So it is it is a legit original piece for the show. Uh, one of the really cool references that a lot of people probably missed because Kylan even missed it at first. When um, when Barry Allen Flash ninety when Flash ninety shows up um, the first time he shows up there's a little there's something coming kind of thing mm-hmm. that felt like the the Justice League movie yeah, right. <laughs> but is how it, it is how certain things work in in another plotline of Crisis um, yeah but when he shows up again and the whole crew is actually together. Um, including, you know, the Arrow crew and the Flash crew, and they're all there, and he shows up to tell them what's going on, and he's going to be part of the fight. Um, he looks at John, and he says, you're here too? Where's your ring? Yeah. Okay. So, he calls him John, and he asks where his ring is, and if you don't get it, um, <laughs> that's a Green Lantern reference, because John Stewart on Earth-90 obviously looks like the And Hulk. we have gotten a, through that throughout the history of all these shows we've gotten a couple of other ones too cause yes and I believe it was Supergirl no it was Flash it was Flash he was in Coast City and you see um, someone walking by with a bomber jacket and it says um, mm-hmm. Jordan on the bomber jacket yeah, yeah. so and, and so we know there, there were hints or questions before Diggle became uh, Spartan was he going to get a ring? The, if he was going to end up and being John Stewart, then yeah. they would have Green Lantern, Green Arrow. And so, so, yeah, so you, you and know. We know from John West's ship that in the multiverse, the same physical person can have different names because yep. he's been Jay Garrick, Barry mm-hmm. Allen, and um, Henry Allen. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so apparently on Earth ninety. <laughs> we know who's there and will maybe show up next year. We never know. At some point. <laughs> um, it, it's just become, they're making it just a little more obvious now. They're getting there. Yeah. They're, they're slowly getting well, there. Well, what it is after the amount of time they've had, the CW and Warner Brothers, I think, is allowing them to drop more overt references. Yes. Because mm. at the beginning, remember, they had to veil everything. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, they couldn't say anything they until. Didn't, they didn't want any kind of crossover assumptions they didn't want and then all of a sudden when they're they, learning when they started getting the shows and they're like oh we're gonna cross over the shows themselves yeah and then we can add more <laughs> then, which is gonna lead to what our conversation for what's happening for next year uh, yes and uh, after everything is resolved because you know it's gonna be resolved this yeah. is what happens um everything does get resolved in the end and reality is back to reality supposedly and the the monitor has basically allowed things to go back to reality uh, instead of letting everything be destroyed because these heroes actually had the balls to do something mm-hmm. yeah. that he's he has tested 
a lot of places. And all these worlds have been um, destroyed because they could not pass the test. Yes, because he was disappointed in them. And ultimately, Ollie was the one yeah. who basically got in his face about the whole thing because... And no one else figured out to do that. We get to a point where um, Kara and Barry might be killed. And Ollie is like, listen, you know how good we are. And if this crisis is coming that you say is coming, um, we need everyone we can ha- we mm-hmm. can get. Mm-hmm. And you can't let them be killed. The question is, um, what actual deal did Oliver make? Though? Yeah, because we don't find out. And um, we, but, just, we just know that the Monitor was willing to let Barry and Kara live. And the Monitor does say he is coming. He is coming. Which we will get into here in we'll a little bit. We'll get into in a second. Um, now, here's my thoughts on the Oliver deal. Arrow has only one more season to go. They have Did they announce it, another they have season? They've given it a time period that they're ending it. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know if they'd gotten their next season or not. I think. I think it's just one more season. There wasn't. Did right. we look into that? And there was like they had a set number of seasons, yeah, and it was just going. But anyway, in, in they're the, on seven now. In the flash forward, currently on Arrow, Arrow and Felicity aren't there. Yeah, but they're gone. We know. Yeah. Well, no, Felicity has been there until recently. Yes, but they're gone. Yeah. yeah. My thought is, what if Oliver is actually sacrificing himself? That we're going to see in Crisis. Well, that'll be interesting. Well, the, we haven't got to Crisis yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, we will talk. This is all stuff that we're we'll get to there. here in a minute. We're getting yeah. there. That's what I'm saying, though. Uh, but the Monitor, I thought, that was on awesomeness. And you expect going in that he's going to be a villain. In this, he's really not a villain, but he's not a hero in this. He's no. basically just a, one of those cosmic deities type guys that stands back and just watches what happens. He's he's doing his job. He is he the Monitor. He things in motion. Yeah. He is the Monitor. He does it. He's like, he gives dude the book. To see what happens to test the heroes who are there to see if they're worthy to face the bigger thing coming. Yeah, right. That's because the bigger thing coming is. will be a full multiverse event. <laughs> yes, and that's and that's where we get to at the end of this. You don't you don't get any kind of preview for it because obviously they haven't shot anything for it. Yeah, but you basically get the comic book title <laughs> that we've been waiting for: Crisis on Infinite Earths. And this will have something to do with the Psycho Pirate. Because the Psycho Pirate, actually, the last line in this whole thing is him quoting the first page of the comic book, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. That's what you see at the very, very end in the mask. And there's the big yeah. the mask. They never say the name, one. but anybody who yeah. didn't know, the guy with the gold mask is the Psycho Pirate. Right. So, um, and throughout this, the throughout all the shows, the the monitor does talk about someone bigger is coming, someone more, all this stuff. It's it's it if should you know be anything about <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths it will likely be anti-monitor. So if you have the dude who monitors everything to make sure people are worthy, what does the anti-monitor do? His job Um, is to destroy everybody. His his job is to destroy. So basically, and this is the other reason that I'm pretty sure Errol's going to be around next season and all of them are going to be around next season because you don't plan this without having your shows planned. The other reference, I don't know if you, you probably picked it up as a reference, but um, the very end of this, when Barry and Kara are spinning the globe to slow it down, yes. that was a direct Superman reference. It was. And, and logistically speaking, it's wrong. Well, yeah. But it's a <laughs> Superman the movie reference. Yes, it right. is. Superman did all that to save Lois and would have killed everyone else on the mm-hmm. earth. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but I was sitting there, I hadn't thought about it when I was watching the show. It's like the big thing that came out of the original Crisis on Infinite Earths was Supergirl and The Flash, neither one of them make it out of that. Right. right. And this is. This is what I was wondering if, in this particular show, the Elseworlds, they basically had them almost die as the reference to that. 
and they won't That's actually let them die. But if you remember all the way back to the pilot episode of The Flash. That's yeah. where I was headed next. The newspaper has Barry Allen missing right. in, in crisis. 2024. Yes, it was 10 years it was 10 years from the point we were at. Yes. Um, now if you've never have you been watching Flash this season? No. No. Well, um, Nora, his daughter is back. Yes. And she I'll is a, um and the cicada villain there is not supposed to be on the scene for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. So her coming back has actually adjust, changed the timeline and sped up Cicada showing up. Right. right. Which could be why next year we're going to get Crisis that was supposed to be 2024. It's and adjusted it's, forward. Everything's sped up now. Yeah. And, um, and the timeline she's come from is about 20 years in the future. Right. And Barry's been missing for that whole time. Yes. Which, if you in the comic books, Barry Allen died in Crisis, mm-hmm. and about 20 years later, he re- came back in comic yes. books. Right. In actual real, our real time. Right. And, and because, I mean, this is how it works in, in comic universes in general. When you're dealing with a character who has, I guess you could say, time abilities. Yeah. Because really, he does. He's got the time force and everything. Mm-hmm. When, when you're dealing with a character like that, they don't necessarily die ever. No comic book character <laughs> because, ever dies. Well, no, but I mean, in, in terms of just their powers... The fact that they can move forward and backwards in time, the fact that they can manipulate time, they can affect the past and the future based on what they do. Well, how many times have we seen Eobar Thawne show up and he's been removed from the timeline? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it takes a lot to actually get rid of a time mm-hmm. character, which is why even in the comics when Barry Allen has died, you know, you get Wally West, you get all these other That's characters. That's one of the reasons they were able to do that was because Wally was ready to, he, he had been Kid Flash for so long that it was time to actually let him right. become the Flash. And right. and that's why, you know, people don't necessarily miss a specific person playing a character. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, because you still have the Flash going yeah. all the way through. Right. That's um, like when one of the Green Lanterns dies or something. It's yes. like, you miss the person, yeah. not the actual character. You have, you still have Green Lantern going through. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, Definitely debatable what they might do with Crisis, considering the mass destruction involved. Mm-hmm. And now the, the interesting thing is we, we talked about this ages ago yeah. um, with the DC media universe in general. Because yeah, I brought it up when Flash came in and, and introduced the multiverse into this. And because we know with Marvel, everything's connected and they make sure to follow through, use the same actors for things, no matter where they appear. Whether or not it really affects the movies, the TV shows are still part of that universe. And there are references and Easter eggs to everything Mm -hmm. that's that's current going on. In DC, Warner Brothers has screwed up so many times because... They'll do great with one or two movies and screw it up on the third. Because (laughs) Warner Brothers will give you the movie with completely different actors than who's playing those characters on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is which is what has ticked a lot of people off from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Um, well, back, if you think, though, back to, um, like, the 80s and 90s when they were doing Batman mm-hmm. and all those, mm-hmm. you couldn't, if I remember right, the way the unions worked, you couldn't use the movie actors on the TV and well, TV no, and the movies. Well, that, that back then, that was different. Because that, you now, didn't yes. have the expansive TV universe. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, they already had the Flash TV show out. Right. Yeah. When they cast Justice League and put that hack actor in his place, <laughs> who I can't stand. But you know what? But see, if you look at Star, Star Trek, follow didn't follow that because even in Next Generation, when they introduced some of the mm-hmm. some of the original series characters, it was the same actor. But both the, those yeah. guys were part of both unions already. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's so. a union issue. Yeah, it was uh, a, okay. a lot of it. At this point, the SAG and after was your TV union. Okay. And now they're all one union. But oh, the okay. other thing with Star Trek is they didn't have to do it that way because they could have different centuries going on. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, that's you had true. the original, the next generation, you had all that. They could do things differently. Right. Um, but yeah, so we know DC has done this from the start. And we talked about it ages ago about what if they're leading to doing Crisis on Infinite Earths to actually bring together the movie and TV universes. Now, I don't they're think Warner Brothers will let them do it. Warner no. Brothers will not let them do it. They're not going to do this with the movie universe. They are going to try and fix, perhaps, the TV universe. I don't know what that means. <laughs> see, I yeah. can see them making it so that, well, they've already showed that Smallville could, is part of here somewhere. Right. Um, now, I don't I don't think the um, Tyler Hecklin and um, the Lotus Lane from this are the Smallville ones. Mm-mm. But, I mean, that was just an Easter egg showing that yeah. this is where you're at. But and it by does the way, show... that is, that is, Lois is the one who used to be on Grimm, by the way, in case yes. you ever watched mm-hmm. Grimm. She, she did a pretty good job as Lois. Mm-hmm. But, they, um, but they showed that um, we did see Green Arrow from Smallville. Mm-hmm. So it's in the multiverse there somewhere. Yes. So we know Smallville's out there somewhere. And any of the other, like, I, I bet you the Birds of Prey universe is there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be on something we've not seen yet because because most people don't even remember that show was made. But right. but there is a Birds of Prey yeah. movie coming, so that's another question. Well, that's a, <laughs> that, that's a totally different animal. There, there's a couple of them that I'm like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why well, do we and, need a Joker origin? Here's the, here's movie, the other but. question: If they're doing TV universe, are they going to include DC universe? Because now you have a Titans world. Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's no. what I'm Yeah. Well, Titans. You're, you'll have Star Titans. Girl. I believe Star Girl is possibly going to be in her own world. Star Girl and Swamp um, Thing. Swamp Thing is in his own world, as yeah. far as I know. So, and then, and then, of course, for Crisis, are they going to include Legends back in? Because Legends did not take part in this crossover. No, but they for are various part of the reasons, world. which made complete sense if you've been following Legends. Yeah. Um, but they do have. Well, Legends kind of go between all the universes. Really yeah, they go anywhere they want. Well, um, most of it's time hopping, but yes. they can do multidimensional. But they, they have. Need. I mean, they have characters who are from different dimensions at this point um, for what mm-hmm. they do. And who's from a different dimension? Well, because Constantine wasn't part of the same dimension. No, they, they actually they put him but in. They the retconned the into yeah. the dimension, but as of right now, um, he's still part of Earth One. But um, but they did have they they. they um, the, they did have the mix of the um, freeze and and heat because uh, they crossed when they went to the red. Yeah, the freeze and the yeah from Earth X. Yeah, Captain Cold from Earth X came over. And then Commander and then Cold. the girl they have on it now who was who's um, a shapeshifter who's who no the other one who um who took Amara's Amaya. play Amaya's place yeah uh, the uh, the other one who has the amulet she was from a different yeah no she's from the future and yeah so yeah. I mean they they do their own thing yeah um so it'll be interesting to see if they get involved because really. Crisis on Infinite Earths in the comics, which you should go read. Even though I'm not a big DC fan, I will tell you, yeah. it's an important series it, of comics. It really changed um, comic books in general for it did, a long it time. Did. And <laughs> the whole point of Crisis was to take all the different universes and smack them together into one. Which meant killing off a lot yeah. of heroes. <laughs> well, is, I, um, I actually just downloaded it from mm-hmm. the library and read the forward from the 1998 one that, um, from... The, Marv Wolfman, who wrote it, yeah. he said the the actual whole purpose, the reason they did Crisis, was to give people a jumping on point because DC yep. was so big and broad at that point that it was hard for people to re- they understand. They were getting there was a lot of history. new readership because so, the stories were too involved. Give yeah. them a reset, and then you can go where yeah. you want to from there. But gave people a place to jump in and say, "Okay, yeah. now I understand what's and going it, on." And it, for for DC, that's that's one of the big ones. Just like 
you know, Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. in terms of the, the comics is one of the big ones for Marvel. So. Well, I believe they said they did say that Crisis on Infinite Earth was the first major company-wide crossover that anybody had ever yeah. done. Yeah, it was. No one, and then it's like since, since then it, was, it becomes a yearly thing. Every yeah. every company does something like this. <laughs> because but now, it, not, not a reset, but it's a first. It was something crossover. completely different because you didn't consider the fact that you could have come up with all these characters and storylines and then just go, hey, we're going to kill a bunch of them off and clean it up and let you come in. And he didn't like, even think about killing not... The only ones they actually thought about when they thought they were actually killing characters yeah. was Barry and Kara. Because, I mean, these yeah. were, even then, these were iconic characters, yeah. iconic stories that people had followed for years. Yeah, they and, may have killed off worlds, but they didn't think of the killing off to, the specific characters. to come back and do a reset was huge. Like, uh-huh. like you said, it's something it that needed, we see though. all the time now, but back then, that was huge. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars, though. When was that? 84. But mm-hmm. Secret Wars, if you remember, was they take these characters, move them out, they fight here, and they come back, yeah, and Secret it really Wars didn't change the world. the world. It was just itself. a crossover event. Right. Yeah. It, well, it didn't so, change the Marvel Universe. I mean, that, and that's just it. It gave they, them a chance to sell toys. They had crossover <laughs> events that didn't right. affect the major world yeah. in all the comics. No, Crisis right. actually changed Crisis the entire the DC one that Universe. changed it. Right. And actually, if they hadn't killed Barry Allen and um, Cara Danvers, I don't think it would have had the same impact. No. Because no. coming out of this, all you had actual stakes that happened. Wait a minute. Yes. We have totally new people here and, because... <laughs> and that was just it. Up till then, you, you got minor characters maybe getting killed off or major characters who disappeared for a while. Right. This was the first time you actually got iconic, massively mm-hmm. important characters get killed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that, that was a big deal. And that's why... We can't tell what's going to happen when they do Crisis. Mm-hmm. If but any of the a, shows is ending, this is the first time they've told us what's going on this far out. So we can, yes, and you can you know from here if you watch all the shows, you'll see the little seeds being planted Think for this. Things are going to happen mm-hmm. on all of the shows and for sure. They said fall 2019 for this. Yes, I'm wondering if they're not going to start the season with the crossover. Well, I mean, yeah, but. The, no, this instead one, of this usually they do it for the mid season. No, well, technically that was winter, but no, this it's is the mid season. It's not winter yet. <laughs> it, that was that's considered this but is considered fall twenty eighteen. So. I wonder if they're not going to start the season with the crisis on infinite earth, and then it's going from depend, there because that's going to change everything. It's going to depend how the shows end their seasons. Yeah, right. I mean, really, because they'll have to have something similar. That could be amazing if they would actually from here build to the season finales for all these. Set up crisis when you well, come back. Well, the other thing is, though, when Batwoman is starting. Because yeah. Well, that's gonna, if it does. As of right now, it's a possibility. Yes. They asked for a, pi- for a pilot. They, they've got script. a pilot going, so we're hoping because, um, quite honestly, that was freaking awesome. The other one out of here was, um, you find out at the end with Superman and Lois Lane that Lois Lane is pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but thankfully, um, Superman goes away. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're just not a Superman fan in general. But, I'm not. <laughs> but there, the other um, possibility out of this was there's a lot of rumors and speculation that this may have also been a slow backdoor pilot for them getting a show. Yeah. With the two of them and jo- bringing Jonathan Kent in, True. which is the current Superboy, and he is their son. Yeah. So that's, so, the, that's another option out there. Now, this I would want to see it in two or three years from now. Let Jonathan actually become a toddler or at least a, um, a kid. Well, maybe he grows really fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are going to Argo City so she can have the baby. That way it doesn't kill her to oh, have Oh, and this speaking baby. of Spider-Man, just backtracking all the way here. Um, before Once Upon a Deadpool, we did see the trailer for Brightburn, in case you haven't seen it yet. It's the James Gunn movie that's about an evil Superman. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, it quite uh, basically, it's about what would happen if this alien crashed to Earth and someone raised it, but it didn't take the good path. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it looks so good. <laughs> but back to this. Yeah. Um, so, what else was there? Anything that, cool that we actually that we haven't touched on yet? Anything you guys remember that? You want to bring up that? I think uh, that's about all I no. have. There's just so many little references throughout. I mean, it's hard to yeah. keep track of it without watching well, it a couple times. True. The end of Arrow, when they had Batwoman and Car and Supergirl yes. together, and it was it was Superman and Batman talking to each other for the yeah, first time. It was, mm-hmm. and and the fact is that um, when when they're talking things over and uh, together, Kara basically says, "Yeah, I know who you are," because X-ray vision. <laughs> Um, and Kate's perfectly fine with that. She's like, yeah. whatever. Um, they they talk things over and uh, and and basically say they might wake, make the world's finest team. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, we might actually make a good team sometime. Yeah, maybe world's, world's finest. finest. <laughs> that is basically what Superman and Batman um, got called. Yeah, a lot of times if they do a crossover between the two of them together, they'll call it world's and, finest. And yeah, they actually had a series called World's Finest um, mm-hmm. with the two of them and. The first Flash Supergirl crossover was called World's Finest. Yeah, yeah. So you get a few references and, and so, how how well they. I actually together. like that title for those better than listen every even if they put Wonder Woman in with that, then calling it Trinity because it's like yeah. I've never liked the, the, them saying how the DC characters are gods up here and it's like that they're not that they're, yeah they have a lot of power. But they're not on that level. Superman's too godlike. Yeah, well, he is. Yeah, it depends Batman's on who's writing not. him. Depends on who's writing him. Batman's not, but technically Wonder Woman is anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> recently. Because originally she wasn't. Uh, originally she was because she was made from clay. And yeah. she was imbued with godlike powers. But no, the newer um, version is actually somehow Zeus. She is the daughter of Zeus. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but the newer version demigod. gives her a brother too, which is yeah. just jacked up. <laughs> so. But yeah, so then, and if you didn't catch it, go to... To probably CW app probably has yeah, all of them. Yeah, CW app has all of um, If you've watched even one of those shows um, throughout the seasons, you'll get it. Yeah. To right. watch all three. Even because, if you haven't. <laughs> because honestly, Kylan and I only watch Arrow now. Um, we haven't watched Supergirl since first season. Haven't watched Flash for a couple seasons. And everything still fell together. So yeah. um, it all made sense and everything. And uh, even, yeah, even if you just know the characters, generally speaking, you'll get something out of yeah. it. Yeah. And it's good to watch, yeah. Any comic book fan at all would enjoy this because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get all the references and all the stuff. You will for sure. Yeah. So, um, anything else before we wrap this up today? That's all we got, and I hope you guys have a great Christmas if you celebrate. Yes. <laughs> enjoy the holidays. Yeah, we're gonna enjoy uh, our have Michael a good time. Fan yes, <laughs> and we will see you in two weeks, Geeksters. But before we see you in two weeks, um, what did you think of the CW crossover? What did you think of Elseworlds? What are your ideas about? Um, about crisis coming next year. What was the deal that Barry made? Not yeah, that, that, that Ollie, Ollie made. made. Um, what that, deal did Ollie I, I want to know what you think. You know what? That, that, that never goes well for him because every time Ollie makes a deal and doesn't check with someone All, else, he yeah, gets in trouble. Yeah, Ollie's deals. Hmm. Yeah, he ended up in jail for this. Exactly. <laughs> so let us know. You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media at Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us, let us know. Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. I'll create my own crisis. That's right. <laughs> you can also email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are on the networks of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and weebygeeks at weebygeekspc.com. And then for Dawn and Kylan and myself, just remember... No matter where you go... There you are.